it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. All right, everybody. Hello. Welcome to another Briscoe Big A show. It's been a little bit. Uh, so we're glad to be back. Wes is here. And, of course, we have a very special guest. We welcome the Red Velvet. Hey. Yeah. How's it going? Always serving it up. That's right. So how are you guys doing? Wes, uh, we didn't get a chance to do a show last week. I was a little out of commission with one of my hands and was feeling a little low. Uh, so we're back now. Well, well, let's, talk huh. about, let's, let's talk about your hand surgery. How did that go and how's that feeling? It's feeling better. I don't know if you guys can even see. If I get like really close, you can see the little. Oh yeah, it's probably like, what, like two. Did you even get a stitch? No, no, no. no. They just... It doesn't even look like a stitch. It looks like a no. puncture. Yeah, basically, just a little cut, and then they put the little machine in, and it's all done on ultrasound. Oh, so wow. like, they don't have to like tear my hand open or anything anymore. It was like twenty minutes. I got to watch it on the screen in front of me and poking around inside my hand. It was pretty interesting, actually. It was kind of cool. I, I remember we talked about it and you were you were freaking out because you were like I would not be able to watch that happen. I did no. I did look as they had the tool inside my hand. Oh, that's so oh man, it. it wasn't, oh. It wasn't it, how, like three seconds. I had to turn around then. And but was, na- but now what what would you say your percentage of your hand is now? Uh, like, hey, 80, 80, 90. So here's what what's weird is. These two fingers are still the sore ones, and like right in here, still sore. The rest of the hand's getting back to normal, and right around the wound, still a little sore. So about a week and a half, I'm at that. I figure a few more days, I'll be I'll be back to top notch. The strength is going to take the longest thing because of the nerves that they had to touch and stuff. So that'll be yeah. That's that's what I was thinking was like learning how to like. But it seems like you 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 got pretty much all control of your hand, and it seems like it's. yeah man so you know what i did do though because i'm stubborn i'm a guy i guess so uh they were like exactly yeah you'll you'll know uh when i asked how long i should be out of work because i'm like you know i'm right-handed first of all and i type a lot you know that's what i do and so i uh i was like how long do i need to take on she's like i'd take through like wednesday off go back on thursday and i was like cool so i took monday off and went back on tuesday and about 20 minutes in, I had to tell my boss, like, um, I'm going to stop working and then had to take through Thursday off. So, yeah, lesson learned. Oh, what's Aww. up, Greg? <laughs> what's yeah. up? Greg? It's our buddy, Greg. 
That's right. Uh, yeah, so lesson learned. I'm not as strong as I thought I was. I'm not a tough guy at all. Oh, what up, Billy? Yeah. Oh, you guys are coming tomorrow? That's awesome. Yeah, big show for you guys tomorrow. It's exciting. Yeah. It's going to be one. some good stuff. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, yeah, man. So that was what was going on with me, though. So, like, I was kind of just out of it uh, as far as just couldn't do much. And it was my right hand, so that was the worst part. I had to figure out how to open the Tylenol bottle that night without oh my God. using it. Oh. Yeah, really, I was. I was, I was like, trying to use my cat. <laughs> <You're> like, oh. <laughs> That'd be me, literally. Yeah. It was horrible. I got in it and we were good. So yeah, it well, just took a little bit. Put it into your chest and you turn it. Really? Yep. I wouldn't do that. I'm too fat for that. I'm sensitive that it would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I went down and I went to the keys. Yeah. And we end up getting skunked with the worst weather physically possible. Did not get to fish one single time. The only thing I did get to do is I get did get to swim with a uh, eel. Really? Yeah, it's pretty scary. Why? It's my first time swimming with an eel, and this eel was probably four foot. Yeah, it was the sketchiest thing I've ever seen. Like I'm more, I was more scared of that than a shark, kind of. But I like I stood my distance and I was watching it eat, and I kind of like. It was sketchy. It was not the cool, like, it was probably one of the scariest things I've done. Dude, I don't understand. I mean, I get it. You're Florida. I'm Minnesota. So when I hear this, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Seriously. hurt you. Well, I saw it when I was snorkeling. I saw the eel and I was like, man, I was like, this is going to be some good GoPro footage. So I just swam down deep with the eel and I just like kind of just, just, you know, held my breath and just watched them and kind of stayed away and I was like, hopefully he doesn't attack me. Hopefully. Please don't have any animals attack you for the YouTube. Please don't. <laughs> don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that dude. Well, we'll, we'll get some likes finally and some subscribers. <laughs> oh my god. I'm cool if we don't. If it means right? yeah, you know, hurt. Know. Like I don't want that. So wait, now, Ms. Red Velvet, are you from the Florida area originally? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, born and raised in Miami, Florida. So. From the 305. Now he's trying to make me an Orlando girl, but my heart will always be with Miami. It's like, I think because I've been there since I was little, I'm used to like everyone's like, oh, it's the best place for a tourist and stuff like that. But to me, it's home. Like all my memories are there. And like, I guess when I was in my 20s, it was the best because I would, um, I think at 18, I started traveling uh, with this dance company. So I stayed with okay. them a while. So when I turned like 20, 21, and I could finally go to the clubs with them. The clubs would close at two. And I was like, what is this? Like, you know, I, I was at in Miami when I used to go out to the clubs, I would get ready at like 11. Right. That's how, you know, so. <laughs> well, you don't, you, you didn't, you didn't make sense. So you're saying the clubs in Orlando shut down early at two compared to the clubs in Not Orlando, Miami. In everywhere. No, Miami's I, like three or four in the morning. No, there's certain places like we have like 24 hour places. And then there's always places like, for example, like if you come out with a group of friends and like they're running a little late, you can take them to, we have club 11, which is like, mm -hmm. I guess for the guys, it's like the strip club. And then it's a 24 hour club. So it's like, you can yeah. always go out. No, like, cause if I come into town to not bashing on any other place, but like I've gone to other places and like my flight is delayed or something like that. And then I want to go out somewhere and then they're like, Oh, well, yeah, everything's shut down. Yeah, but that's what I'm down. saying. Miami's the, 
stays open later. Yeah, yeah. I know, but you're, you're making you were making it kind of seem like it didn't. No, <laughs> I'm. He's always yeah. trying to question me. It does. That's what I like about it. That it, it runs later because me and my sister like we love to take our time to get ready. So I don't always want to go out at like eight, you know, because something closes early. So and she doesn't even need to get that done. She's already beautiful. Thanks, but. Aww. Oh, look at you're such a good but, guy. Uh, oh, but also, <laughs> didn't you live in Colombia for a little bit? No, I spent the summer 2012. My dad went back to Colombia because he had he used to be a boxer, so he got Parkinson oh, and Alzheimer's. Oh, so, wow. well, first what, let's let's talk about your dad. He was also on the Olympic team. Yeah, he was. Um, oh wow. Yeah, it's hard for me to like state everything because I say lucky for me, but unlucky for me, he literally had his last match a couple days after I was born. Oh, so wow. I never, yeah. That's kind of like how my dad was. Yeah, he to retired. To be honest with you, other than like his stooges stuff, but that didn't really count. Yeah. Like my dad, like when uh, I was born, like fully retired from actually like wrestling. Serious. Yeah. Performing. Yeah. So I never got to uh, watch him because I was months old. I got, I watched him. I went with him to the gym all the time for him to train boxers, which at the time I, I was little. So I thought it was so boring. Like, you know, and I, all I can hear is that little bell that starts over again. Like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. like, I hated it. He knew that like, if he wanted me to go to the gym with him, he had to give me change so I can be at the vending machine because if I didn't have a snack, I was not going to be able to sit through the whole thing. Uh, but he retired a couple of days, maybe weeks after I was born, I never got to see him. And at the time, like we, you know, you don't have like YouTube and stuff like that. So there's like one clip you find of him on YouTube and he like knocks the guy out. I'm like, maybe. That's like, that's like the same with my uncle when he won the national championships. Uh, it was so long ago that there really wasn't. There's no, the, there's yeah. not, yeah. Unless there was somebody there physically like taping it or something, I never had anything. Right to take with me to show like my kids, maybe that YouTube clip. But, there, be there. but you got a lot of pictures. I have pictures of my dad. I never have pictures of my dad at a boxing show or like right. I was too little to have a camera phone to take pictures of him yeah. in like the gym. I, that's all I remember. And as years go by and it's natural, you're going to forget those things. I'll see you tomorrow. Big Nick's coming out tomorrow night. for Yeah. The so, um, yeah, isn't it crazy though? Like how in like a ten or fifteen year span, it went from like that to now everything is just cameras, phones, internet, access, yeah. access, access, access. It's I crazy. think it's like good and bad because I think back then for them they really had uh, how do I say like they really savored in the moment. You know, I think a lot of people now get their credibility, but some people are great at their social media. Like not knocking them on that, but like some people are almost too good with their social yeah. media so it's almost like you don't get the actual product when you when you meet them you know so it's yeah. like oh, i'm following your instagram you do this you do that and then you actually meet them and you're like oh you're not that good well, right. that's, what, that's what that's what we try to do on the show with our guests is actually trying to get to know them and get to figure out what they're all about because everyone every podcast seems to always be like the same where it's same always questions, the same questions yeah. and always the same stuff so you know that's something that we're trying to do differently but um so well, i like that you said that though uh red velvet about uh because you're right it almost feels like emotions not attached anymore like back 
you know, in the eighties, the night, or just back before this age of technology. Yeah. You, you, you were really more in the moment. Yeah. You know? Like those memories you have of being a kid. And it's like, man, you just appreciated everything oh, so much more. Totally. He, Wes is always getting on me now because I'm always on my phone, but like growing up, I didn't, I wasn't fortunate. I got my first cell phone. I think I was like an eighth grader in high school. Like my, okay. uh, I mean, not eighth grader in high school, eighth grader in middle school. And like, my mom was not about that. She's super old school. So like, I was always outside. I remember playing, like, I made really good friends with like, uh, I had my cousins around my neighbors. I used to know everybody because I lived uh, in like a building. So I, I knew everybody and everybody knew me and my sister. So they always take care of us, but we were always like in the pool, everything. And then I just see now like kids don't grow up like that. Even, even my, my niece, uh, it's unfortunate now with COVID. So she just turned two. So there's not much she could do outside right now, but like, it's sad that like, you know, she'll never go to Toys R Us, you know, she'll oh, just, yeah. you know, and, and like how big they are on like TV and, and everything like and that's, that. Do you think that's something that's kind of crazy right now? Is that like, do you think kids right now are getting robbed of their kind childhood, of their childhood because of COVID? Yeah, like, absolutely. You, I, Cause I kind of feel like kids are kind of getting robbed of their, like their childhood because they're missing out on school they're missing out on yeah. interactions they're missing friends. out on friends or, yeah, and sad. everyone's don't go outside don't do this don't do that so it's like it's 50 50 because um yeah they're trapped inside but like i think the saddest part always been to me if you don't have a sibling like i always grew up with like i have brothers from my dad's side in columbia and everything but it was always like every single moment it was like me and my sister plus everyone else like so it also like you're an only child and you're trapped inside for COVID like and your parents are either working remote or you know it's so sad because they're really getting robbed because now you just don't even have your friends from school to go to their house or stuff like that so it's it's a tough time yeah um, it's crazy yeah crazy. not a good time Wes what were you gonna ask before I, I had jumped in there before you were gonna say something with that question or that statement you remember um I don't I wouldn't either don't worry about it um, I would like to get your thoughts of what do you think about the AEW women's tournament that's about to happen that was such a big leap <laughs> That was such a big... We go, um, we go. I, I, I guess is this do. how it is? It just ran. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love that you actually, it because it is like that sometimes. So I love when people can acknowledge that that happens with us sometimes. So I love. Yeah. It. Thank you for saying. I, I don't care. I'm good with it not being a script. It's just he was so spontaneous about it. Like, <laughs> oh, and then it's like, okay, we went from like a downer talking about COVID to AEW. All right. Um, yeah, see, that's what we do. Okay. It's like a wrestling match. Keep you on your toes. A roller coaster. Um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, according to, um, dynamite yesterday, they set out the rules and from what I believe it's going to be held strictly on YouTube. Uh, I've seen fans on Twitter go on about like how they want the finals to be and maybe all out their pay-per-view. So that'll be great too. I'm really excited about it. I've been working with them personally. The, uh, uh competitors are set to be picked at a random draw. So all I can do is um, manifest that my name is in that draw. And get everybody on Twitter. And get everybody and to start a write on Twitter to put me on. Like, you know, so Did they, if they know what they're talking about, you know, I'm, you know. Have they announced uh, how many women are actually going to be involved in the tournament? Yes, yet? and the tournament is 16 women, eight teams. 
they did mention yesterday that um, everyone was going into the tournament thinking that because obviously the tournament was put on the spot because of Brandy and Allie being a tag team and being 4-0, um, that that was how it was going to go. But they like totally switched it up on it, on them, and they all have to draw separately. So if they do not draw the same color, they will not be a team. They could be separated. So uh, for those there who- There could be some drama. Not even drama, just they're like yeah. But if they're a tag and they and they end up facing each other, they're oh yeah, could, yeah, 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 yeah. That could be that. That's that gonna be good if they're drama. on separate teams, of exactly. Course. And then the the cool part is like um, so they do random drawings, and then yesterday on Dynamite was like the first draw that they did, and it was Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero, who's her manager. How now. did they draw? What was they the, they the draw team? they draw from like they she picked something up, and it's like by color. So she picked the color purple. And then Dasha let her know that someone had already picked the color purple. And then, boom, they revealed that it was um, Ariane, you know, one half of the Funkadactyls. Right. So they're going to be a team now. What happens if someone picks a red one? Uh-oh. I think ideally, ideally, whoever picks Uh-oh. the first red color, come on, like, they need to let me pick the second red drop. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. I'll be tagged with anybody. I don't care. So. I'm just ready. I'm excited. Either way it goes, on it or not on it, I'm going to be watching, and I'm very proud of all the women. I've been, uh, you know, had the, the chance to be with them and get in the ring with them, and the locker room is by far yeah, one of that, the best that's overall that yeah. I've experienced. That's something I wanted to ask you. How, when your first experience Encounter. going into the uh, AEW locker room, how was how was it? like? It was, it was the best. I was... I was nervous. I'm human. I'm not going to be like, I was a nervous, I was a nervous wreck the night before when I, I got there, like to Jacksonville, maybe at like two in the morning right before. So I was nervous that whole time. I was nervous when you go get tested for COVID everything. I just really try to stay like positive. I literally, I'm letting everyone in on my secret the morning from the night before to the morning up until that moment, the whole time I got ready and did my makeup and everything. I was I play positive affirmations on YouTube because that's just the mindset I need to be on. It was my biggest thing I was going to. I'd see, never done extra work for. See, that would be crazy. Like having that amount of pressure of not only having your first appearance at AEW, but having to deal with COVID, having to deal with all these things. Yeah, so that was that, that, that's crazy. Like I, I would like I would, I couldn't even imagine because I know how nervous I was. I could just only imagine how nervous you were because there were so many thoughts and things going. It was a lot head. going on. I was like, you know, you're always, uh, you always think like, what if you go do the testing and you bump somebody right before, or you bump somebody two days before and never had symptoms, and and you get all the way over there and they deny you. Thankfully, that's not what happened when I got there. But like, as soon as I got there. Like they were just so helpful. Like first, even just in the hotel, you know, I walked in and like Matt Hardy was there, the young bucks, and they were just so sweet and welcoming. Of course, when you go get tested for COVID, they're not like, hey, you know, they all just right. waved because you never know. So yes, Velvet and Brandy dream team. I so call that, you know, that would be great. But um, then I got to the stadium and it was like, it's freaking huge so I got there and like I was like hey where do I need to go the first person I bumped into was uh the ref Aubrey she was so sweet like walk this way blah blah I got to the locker room and uh the girls were just so helpful like you know is it your first time here as an extra this and that and 
they just like took me under their wing. And from that moment on, it was like, you're part of the family. It doesn't like when you're there, you're not an extra, like you're part of the family. And I think that's, that was what stuck out to me. Like that wants why I want to be there with them full time, because it's, you don't go and like, Oh, you no, you're in the same locker room with all the women, all the ones that are signed. They were all equal. So it was great. And that's what I was interested about is because it's good to hear you say that because the, the other thing, COVID, all the stuff that's happening in the world today, but it kind of gets forgotten right now because of those things that AEW is still a baby. You, this is a company that's making big waves and, and competing with the, the, the company that's been around forever. Yeah. And, and like, there's, they're getting their footing now from oh, when it started to now. I mean, it's such leaps and bounds they've made. And that's, what's been really exciting too. So it's cool to hear you say that and see that that backstage setting, like everybody's, it's a team everybody literally it's everybody i don't think i walked past one person that like didn't acknowledge your presence even like uh there's like a moment from like when you leave the stadium where the ring is and you go into the back where all the locker rooms are of course it's like where the jacksonville jaguars are so it's the real stadium so as you're walking back there even the the people who work for the stadium that have nothing to do with AEW, like say hello the merch people so um it's just a, it was a great environment and i think they make it that way because a lot of people have came from other places and that's what and, i was just gonna say i was gonna say like coming from you know my background wwe and tna there was a lot of walking on eggshells yeah making yeah, sure yeah. that if you didn't say hi to the right person you would get in trouble for it and it, it could, you'd never know who it could be so you would always be walking on eggshells you would always be like oh my god i can't you know, I, and that's cool to feel like it seems like that was AEW, the best part that you don't have. You that don't have that. Of... Everyone, even like, you know, I was getting my makeup done. Brandy was there getting her makeup done. You know, she was having regular conversations with me. The makeup artists have. It's not like she's the CBO and that like she does not put herself up here, like super humble, had regular conversations with me and all the other girls. And we were extras, you know. And uh, she was great. Everybody was great. That was the biggest thing I can take away is that they know what it's like to have that pressure. And they're very big on making AW a place that's free from that environment. And another big thing is like the week that everything was going on with speaking out, um, you know, we had uh, Dustin and Kenny Omega and a couple others are in charge of the women. So they like sat down and had a heart to heart with us about like if anything was going on or if there was anyone there that was making us feel a certain way like we were open to talk about it and that like just to have them sit down with all of us women about that was like very memorable because you go to another promotion and they're like yeah we see what's going on on twitter well um good luck you know and they weren't they were like very they did all the right measures to like if something was going on they they wanted to make sure that we could safely confi confide in them and let them know so, right that's awesome yeah. Right. My other question for you is how was the ring? What did the ring feel like? Like like how how are the robes? How was how is the canvas? These are things that I kind of want to know. Like I don't I don't know like Yeah, yeah, these are that's like one of the things like how did you feel the ring was? Uh the ring was it was big. I think it didn't all sink in until like I was there and like, we, you know, we get our workouts in in the morning and stuff. So I was able to bump around and hit the ropes and everything right before uh, it's time to tape. So that was great. 
but it doesn't it didn't all hit me until i went through the tunnel for the tag match so yeah. it's like and i was like you know me it was my first time there so i asked around and stuff like that and then they're like yeah you know you have your name on 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 the what is it called the tight titron Titan Big green. I, I kept. I was freaking out. So I was taking pictures. I was like, oh, on, I was like, like you know, TV. I didn't know, but they're they're like, yeah, you know, you guys are gonna go out separate. You have your own music, this and that. And I was like, you know, I even sat in the makeup chair. So it's like I brought my makeup. Like I've danced for years, so I like to be out of people's hairs. And like yeah. I brought my makeup, and then like the you know the makeup artist budges in, and she's like, oh, I need uh, I need red velvet. Like, all right, come to makeup, and I'm like. <laughs> oh cool i get my makeup that was great you know so it's like it was so equal but it wasn't until like i went through the little tunnel the tunnel i say reminds me of like when you're about to shoot off from the hulk right that's okay. how like the tunnel looks like and like i just took a deep breath and it's like there's not a crowd but you still have like everyone who's there and like even um the rest of the talent they they sit ringside and stuff so it was still like i walked out and i was like oh man can you just imagine this like the the one thing i could ask for would be like oh i just to experience what i experienced like when it's back to normal yeah like, I could just i can't even imagine how great that would feel but the ring was like it was normal i think i was kind of nervous but once i got in there and started doing drills that's like right. where i feel the most at home you know so i yeah. was already like all right cool i got in the around the ropes so i'm like all right i got this like you came out looking fierce, by the way. Like, oh, no. close up on you guys when you came out. Like, I was like, they look like stars. Like, she looks like a star right now. Thank you. Like, yeah, you, they're, they're you, the best. you really were. Yeah. I was like, damn. Like, I was like, this is someone they can ride on here. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm the missing ingredient to the women's division, people. Yeah. Let's go. Like, especially know? now because I feel like they're finally found their footing with the women's division. So, like, yes. yeah, let's make it happen. Big Malice is on with us tonight. Yeah, Malice. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for hanging out. Um, yeah. So I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, how has the dancing? Because I, 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 I've seen that you, you've had a career in dance before wrestling. How has that like kind of helped you segue into wrestling? Is there parallels? Oh, uh, you absolutely. Know, I that. think I always say that I, I wouldn't be the wrestler I am today if I didn't dance. So going into like. I did years of dance, so the discipline was already there to like go in the ring and do something new. The discipline, the discipline of working out, the discipline of like you have to trust people. So, uh, you know, I'm always the tiniest one in dance, so I love to partner. I started partnering uh, very early on, so like doing tosses and stuff, and I was a cheerleader. So like doing those type of things, I wasn't afraid when I got into wrestling as far as like some people that don't do anything like that aren't as aware with their body like I was. So it's scared to maybe try certain moves and stuff like that. I came into wrestling very fearless. Like I would try some things that like my trainer's like, you're not afraid. Like, and I'm like, no, like, you know, I've, I've gone tossed around cheerleading. Like what's the worst that can happen? See, that's sketchy. Hurt. Like when, like I used to watch uh, the cheerleaders and when they would pick up the girls and throw them, there was no mats underneath. No, like, there if, isn't. If you would have fell on the grass, that would have like. Hurt I had that. a friend who like, I don't know. I told this they don't know if like they planned that. The people who stunted her, so they like, stunted her and what like. What does that threw, mean? You gotta explain. Stunting is like when you put your hands together and like you put somebody up okay. in the air. So, so they were gotta, yeah. So they were stunting her. I feel like it was a setup because it was like 
good guys. It wasn't just guys. It was people on the team, but they like tossed her and they all moved out of the way. She just <laughs> hit the floor. And literally it was like not a big cheerleading show. It was a show for the kids that were failing to encourage them. And it was like the worst show. Like, no. oh my God. And I thought like, I'm in like being stunted on the other side like this. And I just look over and she's like on the floor. I thought she was dead. And I was like, they had to have planned that. There's no way, like, it wasn't like they tossed her and she backflipped and maybe they couldn't catch her. It was literally just the cradle. Like, oh, I've had just a, cradle and I've they kinda, just let I've her I've kind of had that with wrestlers where you go, go off the top rope and all of a sudden they kind of scatter. You're like, hey, wait a second. You guys were supposed was, to catch I mean, Mary. it's middle school. It was so I know. sad. It was like, if they oh, were like maliciously geez. doing that, like, thank God she didn't get concussed or anything. I bet but you she got concussed. She probably got concussed. I didn't know con about anything about concussions at that time. Who the middle school? But, um, yeah, man. dancing's helped me a lot. It's helped me. Uh, the biggest thing it's helped me with is, like, less fear in the ring to try new things. It worked out great for like my first match and every other match, how I handle nerves because I love people. So mm -hmm. I think someone who's never been so up close with people, like an audience to watch you or whatever, can have stage fright and it shows in your face. And I love that. Like even when the lights came on and stage in the ring, like you're, I always said, and like I was always taught, if you're the best or great, you will be put in the back and no matter where you are, you get noticed. I know like girls used to fight about like being front and center for their parents to see them. I was like, I can be all the way in the back and like, trust me, you'll notice that I'm there. Mm -hmm. So I was never afraid of people like stage fright or nothing like that. Um, flexibility comes out. Uh, it's a huge advantage. Yeah, I would figure that and like balance. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And knowledge of my body. I'm very in tune with my body as far as like, um, if something's not right in my body, it's like, I know 100% is not right, because I just feel every everything. And it, it's it also changes the way I look at certain moves, how mm -hmm. I, I look at how clean I can do them to avoid injury and another person's injury. And I think that's just because of the eye of like, dancing and how your lines and your feet and stuff. So um so i think it's like loki trying to grab my hand under the table so i'm like what is he doing you're doing too much hand motion oh really is that scary yeah why i talk with my hands a lot that's fine i think what? it's great i'm I'm waiting for the accidental whack oh i think that's what he's afraid of that would be hilarious oh that that would make great youtube oh. not getting eaten by a yeah, shark really? okay first <laughs> of all first of all he said he's not gonna whack me by accident, she was being a little rambunctious, and Is she ended up whacking me square in the nuts. That was yesterday, and we were like, <laughs> we were watching something on TV, so he was laying out on the, not watching TV, laid out on the floor. I don't know how he ended up laying on the floor. So I'm like, all right, so if you- if, stretching. Yeah, so I said, if you were, I don't know if I said if you were dead, or if you were trying to sand, sandbag me, how can I properly pick you up without getting hurt? Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So that's how we started. Because we were talking about how wrestlers would sandbag. Uh, Which is like dead weight people sometimes. Mm -hmm. So he was on the floor. So I'm like, all right, how would I pick you up? And like, I don't know if you're like unconscious somewhere. Like, how do I pick you up for safety? So I went in to pick him up. And then I ended up on top of him. So I really thought I was smacking him in the butt. And then okay. I just went like wham, and then he just turned over and he's like, oh, and then I guess I hit the boys. 
Oh, that's great. That's hilarious. It was an accident. It was an accident. He said, I really th- thought I came in light. Like, woo. And, you know, uh, he, he said says, she came in light. I thought it came in light. No, did it not make a lot? Did it not make a. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Well, you know, this so this raises a, a, an interesting question that I'd have, like to ask you both, and that is, what is it? Because you see this a lot in this business, but what is it like when it's two wrestlers dating? Perfect. This is my favorite story. We literally talked about it today. I never let him forget the day he met me. Well, not the day he met me, but I think it was very unique the way we got together because uh, I went to a show. It was Atomic, and he was my agent for my match. And I had seen him prior times before, but I thought he was a jerk. Like literally like he's all tattooed. And like, I met him at like one show and he says we had wings after like the group that was there. I don't remember, but like- I'll tell you what, he is intimidating. The first time I ever met you and I saw you the first time during, I was like, this dude, if I say the wrong thing, is going to kill. Yeah, and like at the first time I met him, he still had like the ponytails. I'm like, oh, he like knows he looks good. Like, oh, totally not paying attention to him. So I went on to the second show, and I was putting myself on the merch table. He just was there, but he's kind of scary to look at. So you just kind of say hello or whatever. I never was like, oh my god. Like I thought he was attractive, but it wasn't like ever my no, my goal. Says- to- she says also right. I was too much during my so, speech for a time. Yeah, so no. Yeah. So first he so like she makes fun first of he did the speech. So no, I think you I think first I was sitting down like discussing things with my opponent and he came and he was sitting like this on like a chair and he's like, you know, chilling. you might want to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, watch out. Like he even took the fact that he even took interest in like a woman's match. It wasn't like he took interest because he was like low key observing and trying to holler. He was genuine about like transitions and everything. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet of him. That that was it. I didn't like think anything of it. And then he got in the ring and they have him do like the speech for the locker room. And he starts like, he says that I speak with my hands. And he was like, so, you know, if you're going to do this and yeah. And I'm like, okay, how can I ever take him seriously? So then it was like a side that I saw that he wasn't that mean. Um, so he was the agent of our match. And then that was it. You know, we finished the match. We had to come back and report Wait, to him. Did you not? Did I not go out there and watch the match? And was he I? He got not- insulted. Loki told me he got <laughs> insulted because I asked him to film our match, and he's like, you know, I was like, do you know who I am? Like, because I'm this like in his eyes, this green girl who's just like right. here. <laughs> so I literally was like, film the match, like because I was like, he's the agent. Like, I didn't think he would be like offended that I asked. Right. Him. To film the match. So he films the match and then we go back and like um we had to report to him for him to talk to us about it and everything. And he was respectful about it. I remember like I couldn't take him seriously. He was wearing like Donald Duck socks, like long socks. So that caught my attention. And then <laughs> after I had to drive, I was uh living in Miami. Yeah, but I, I, what about the critiques? Did was I not yeah, he was it? very professional. It was I never once like I'm pretty good at catching hints. There was never a hint that he was trying to be, he was just by coincidence the agent. It wasn't like he set out to like be the agent to try to get my number and nothing like that. It was literally very, very professional. That's why she even said she goes, I can't believe you watched the match. Like I went out and sat down and actually, <laughs> yes, like, I, I, I do that with every match of the agent. I actually pay attention because I say it because it, that's not my encounter with wrestlers sometimes. Right. Yeah. I was very 
grateful to how professional he was. So I was like, oh, cool. Like the first one that's not trying to holler. Okay, great. Like he's taking me seriously. So then after the show, I was, uh, I remember everyone was getting on me on that show because um, I was like first or second match and I had to drive back to Miami. So everyone's like, you gotta leave. You're not gonna make it. Get out of here. And I'm like, no, it's fine. Out of respect, like I want to stay towards the end for the end of the show. It's fine. Like I'll drink a uh red bull but everyone was like they're like family so they're like no you need to go you have a three and a half hour drive and i'm like i'm fine so towards the end of the show he says to me like oh do you want to grab something to eat before you get on the road and like because i didn't know him like i denied him and i'm like nah like i just have to get on the road (laughs) because he was also like even though he was my agent and everything like he still kind of scared me like you just don't know people's intentions like i denied him and he was like in this big truck like i'm like yeah right he's gonna kidnap me like no one's gonna find me in this truck so i said no and then he was like well can i at least get your number to check on you to get home safe so i'm like sure Bam. Uh, I, right? I wouldn't jump in the car with him, but I gave him my number. So I'm like, whatever. I can always block him if he ends up being a weirdo. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, then, so then he got on the phone, stayed on the phone with me for like two hours to keep me up. Dang. Yeah. And then I thought, I we were talking about this today. I thought it was like right after we started hanging out, but it wasn't. It was like, like two, three weeks before I think he asked me to come to Orlando to hang out. And I just went and I remember how crazy that was because like he could have been a serial killer and like I didn't know anything about him or anything like that and I just still went to go chill with him and and it was the best day ever it was um it was very normal went to eat pizza people bombarded him at the pizza place because the the pizza maker went crazy that it was him so it looked bad for him because he was like oh I hate this type of stuff we ordered like a medium pizza and then like an extra large pizza came to the table so i was like it was an italian place so i'm like i'm thinking i'm like she probably thinks i staged this to like look like this like whatever professional wrestler i'm like man i was like this is the last thing i physically (laughs) want and the people behind us like their kids were like making a scene that he was there so i was like i don't really care because i'm a wrestler too and i i know what it's like so i told him like it'd be different i was a regular girl maybe trying to gold dig or something like yeah oh, but stir for you know, me it was like i wanted to be normal you, i wanted just to be normal i didn't want no i didn't want i just wanted you to see me as a person not me yeah. as any other way but just me as Wes. well and i think you're pretty a low-key guy too for yeah. the most part. Like, you're not a flashy guy about yeah. what you life. He was super embarrassed. I remember he like put his head down at, at the pizza place, but that was fine. Then after that, we went like to the bars and stuff. And I remember, I say it all the time, we went to the bar, to one of his friend's bars, and uh, he introduces me and he says, hey, so-and-so, so Kenny. Kenny, so this is Stephanie. This is the love of my life. This is our first date. <laughs> Anybody else, I would have been like, oh, I'm never coming back after this. But I kid you not, it sounds like a fairy tale, but something in my heart, like when he said it, I was like, oh man, this feels right. It sounds so cheesy, but it did feel right. Like I didn't feel like any type of weird vibe that that's what right. he said. I think sometimes people have notions of like what the future will be. Um, and then fast forward a year later, here we are. <laughs> There you are. I mean, I think as soon as you guys started dating, I think whenever me and him would talk and he would bring you up, it was wifey or something to that effect. So, I mean, yeah, I, I that's that's hilarious that you guys happen to have a birthday. I in the, the question. You said, how was it him being a wrestler? Um, 
it's great that he's in the business because he understands and blah blah right. blah that mediocre stuff that everyone wants to say but truth be told sorry I had no idea who he was when I first the first time I saw him I had no idea who he was I only realized it only drew me to who he was because one show his dad showed up and then I somebody was like yeah that's Wes Briscoe Gerald Briscoe's son and then I looked at them and they looked really alike so I'm like oh Oh, it makes sense now but if you just would have left him separate like not with like standing next to his dad obviously because of WWE and stuff I would have never like even the last name didn't draw my attention so like when I first started dating him like I had no idea who he was or what he did hadn't seen any of his matches but like the two shows that we were on the same show coincidentally it's funny because all the two shows that we were on I had other boyfriends um so but uh, it's great because he gives me a lot of advice, uh, helps me out a lot. Um, but to me, he's not a wrestler. He's just my, so he's just my love bug. I've never seen him as like a wrestler, like, and he doesn't. He doesn't watch it. He hates like he doesn't sit down with me to watch wrestling. Um, he'll give me advice because I pressure him too. Like if I can't come to you, like who am I gonna come to? So he's right. forced to give me advice sometimes. But like he's like, I don't always want to talk about wrestling. So it's good because it forces us to be normal. Like when, when we come back home, like tell me everything when I pick you up from the airport and then we don't have to talk about it after. And then we're just back to normal. So it's great because he understands everything and can help me like because my career is still just starting off. Um, but he's a regular person. Just starting off. Your career is about to shoot. Not, that's Ooh, girl. All right, well, you're about so. to be a superstar. It's about to blow up. Um, blow up. That's funny because, you know. Right you, in the I, kitchen. Right? Me and Wes have been at this show for actually as of this last weekend. It's been two official years. We've been the first going big eight show. And, you know, I have friends around who are wrestling fans that when they realize that I do the show with you, they've always, oh, man. And it's always, man, you guys must talk about so many cool wrestling things. And I was like, never. Not I'm more yeah. on the show. Like, I, we talk constantly, but never wrestling. Like, we just talk. Like, we're friends. <laughs> you know? That's another big thing I love about the AEW locker room. Like, you see these people. And, like, I've never been one to get starstruck, you know, because I did do shows uh, in the indies in my homeschool with a lot of like special guests. I mean, my debut show had Pope, Two Cold Scorpio, you know, like Ron Simmons. So I was never one to like, you know, but it's great to see that like you're in the same locker room with these people having lunch and catering with, and everyone's human. Like, you know, right, right before you get in the ring, it's like, we all believe the same. So it's, it's great. It's a great feeling. So what are your wrestling roots then, Red Velvet? Like, what got you into this? I jokingly told my mom I was going to be a wrestler because she made, she, my mom sews. So we okay. started watching wrestling and I fell in love with like when uh, the Hardy saved Lita. And I yeah. was like, oh my God, there's this beautiful woman. She can wrestle for real. Um, she's tattooed. That's so cool. So my mom made me like, uh, when she first debuted, she had like that red one piece or whatever. Mm -hmm. My mom thought red was too explicit for like nine years old. So she made me like a cute little blue uh, one or whatever. And I wore it everywhere. And I told my mom, like, I remember one day looking in her eyes. I said, I'm going to be a wrestler one day. I could do not. I was probably joking. And she right. was like, yeah, you know. So I think it's funny how things come full circle. Because like I watched wrestling up until maybe like sixth grade. And then dance just became my life. Right. So I never watched wrestling ever again. Until uh, 2015, I flipped the channel and I'm like, oh man, wrestling still exists. This is cool. 
And like WWE announced that tough enough tryout. Anyone can do it. You don't have to be a wrestler. Just submit your video, blah, blah, blah. And I had like gone through a breakup. So I went from like brown hair to like first time I ever really dyed my hair and it was like red and I was feeling powerful. My friends were wrestling fans. So they're like, come do it in the backyard. Like we'll film it, blah, blah. He had like a really nice house. And then he was like, oh, I came up to him and he's like, so what's going to be your wrestling name? And I'm like, oh, Red Violet. And he's like, ew, what is that? <laughs> and he's like, you look like a red velvet cake. Like your hair is really red right now. You have that beautiful chocolate skin. Like you're tiny. So maybe not a red velvet cake, maybe a cupcake. But like, you know, let's go off of that. So I'm like, you know what? Like it sticks. Um, so I followed through with that. And then it started picking off, like picking up, you know? And I said something in the, I think the video is still on my YouTube page. If you guys go look, so embarrassing. Oh, check it out. Yeah, you put it, it's so embarrassing. But like, I remember saying like, you know, that I know how to be on the road uh, 365 days a week because I was in a dance company. My dad used to be a boxer. I did MMA, all these stuff, horrible promo. Wait, you did MMA as well? Yeah, I did MMA from 12 to 15. I didn't proceed because I was so small. So they were having issues finding people to weigh in with me because it would have to be guys and probably like I was. 15 I would probably have to wrestle a nine-year-old boy who weighed the same as me so it never really worked out and I was just like I did it more my dad wanted me to do it more for like uh health and rape prevention if I ever got stuck in a situation where maybe you know I was getting yeah, yeah. abused or something self-defense for sure um but yeah I did a little bit of MMA boxing so I cut that promo and then my friends wake me up one day and they had shown like the the promo on Smackdown so they were putting people's promos every like commercial, blah, blah, blah. And she like sent it to me. And then I got a call from the casting agent and I did like the first round of like Skype calls. <clears throat> and then I didn't make it on the show, but I'm like very like big. I'm not, I, I don't think my career, I think my career is what it is because I didn't make it WWE on the show. Missed out. <clears throat> no, I wouldn't have changed it. I didn't know anything, you know, I'm grateful with the journey that I've had. And to me, not making it on the show, but seeing how big the response was from people, I think that it was my first video on YouTube and it got like, if I'm correct, I think now it's like 4,000 views at the time. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. So I started searching and I'm like, let me just search for a wrestling school. And like that just opened up a can of worms. And then from 2015 till now, I haven't stopped. I can't wait. On a shot on the mic. Oh, thanks. Yeah, she can talk. Trust me. Yeah. I wish I could sing, but I can't. That's everybody who can't sing. That's like the one talent everybody wishes they just had. Yeah, I wish I could you sing. Be like, I'm great at it. Yeah. Okay, let's or hear it. it. It's got to happen. <laughs> no. what, are, what are you going to sing? Huh? Can, you, can you sing like the guy you showed, that video you showed me from the tiny desk guy? He was like standing on the desk crying singing. Yeah, of course. Let's hear it. Go. I want to hear the soul in you. Do re mi fa My cat just left. <laughs> literally just walked away. <laughs> oh man! So that okay. Let's get back to a little bit of the AEW stuff, just because again you were talking about how uh, that whole experience and um. What was it like the difference doing the dark and the dynamite though? Because that was cool too. Because I knew you were doing dark and we were everybody was pumped for you. And then I was watching dynamite and then all of a sudden it was like, wait, she's, yeah. on, she's on dynamite. You know, and then the funny thing about this, she's like, I'm like, why are you making me download this app? I thought you were just gonna be on YouTube. And she's like, No, download the app. I'm like, 
So now I had to download the TNT, TNT app, app. On, on, on the smart TV. I'm like, what's going on here? And then she's on there. I'm like, what? The funniest part is that I hadn't, like, I had heard people like, oh, it's live, it's live. But I think I was just so zen that day that I didn't really have, that day was, like, full of a lot of stuff. So, like, there's times where I don't get to get to my phone and stuff like that. So I just, like, take my time in the locker room to, like, sit on my own and stuff like that. So I didn't really message anybody. I didn't tell anybody that day. And then the match came out, and then I came back to the locker room, and people were like, oh, you you know, you have one match on Dark, and you, you think you're a big star. You can't even tell us you're on TV, blah, blah, blah. And I had completely forgot that it was live. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was live. So I'm like, all right, cool. They'll announce it and I'll let everybody know. And no, it's live, duh. But I guess because I was like thinking like, oh, dark. And I, I don't know. It was just so fast. And so people are like, yeah, it's live. You know, we just saw you. And I'm like, oh, cool. So um, I was a little out of it that day, I guess. To, I forgot that it was live. So when people were like, oh, you didn't tell me. And I'm like, tell you what? And then they're like, you're on TV. I'm like, oh. <laughs> damn okay cool you know so it was short but it's still a blessing and like you know to be in there even with the champ like i'm not one to be bitter or anything about it i told her i called her out on her open challenge like yeah i might have lost the first one but it's how you get up and i'm ready for round two so she did right there you go exactly plus i mean they could have used anybody and they chose you so that speaks volume of what you're doing right now so that's what's awesome exactly. uh karaoke yes wes karaoke yeah, it's happening karaoke. Ah. I love I'm you didn't do it and uh we've never done the karaoke at the Waterloo when we're out there. Everybody yeah, else does it. Should. I'm not gonna do it. Why? <laughs> I don't know. The pipes were like, yeah, they yeah, weren't give him a drink and he'll you drink you didn't karaoke. go in the water, you didn't go surfing. Okay, but we were there for what like two hours and then we went my whole thing for that was I didn't want to smell like the ocean all night while I was at the show. Yeah. If I could have showered before we went to the show between, I would have done it. Exactly. I can't, I can't like dry and even like just like I put like sunblock and stuff. So just like imagine you go in the ocean, you come out, you can't rinse yourself, and you're dry, smelling like old sunscreen. Not a good. Well, thing. that's the other thing too is I have to cake that on, otherwise I look like the Kool Aid guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's bad. Like ten yeah. minutes, and I'm just. Whoosh. So I, I, I will do it though. I said I will come back and I will. I will attempt to surf. Just I'm no shark or not. I'm gonna take you to the sharkiest place in the world. No. That's so horrible. Oh, now I don't. He wanted to teach me how to surf today, but I have a show tomorrow and uh, Saturday. Well, well, let's talk about. So I didn't want to mess up my hair. Yeah, no kidding. Are you wrestling tomorrow? Okay, tomorrow, uh, wrestling for Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling, and then I'll be going toe to toe with Miss Kelsey Reagan. So that's uh, gonna be pretty cool. It's my first time getting in the ring with her, so uh, you can't really. You never know what to expect from people, um, but it's going to be cool because it's like, I don't really have never gotten in there with her. She's never gotten in with me. So we definitely like are going to give uh, the fans a show. And Saturday, I'll be flying up to Minnesota. Yeah. Um, yeah. For Kickstart My Heart Wrestling. And then I have a match with Insidious. And I'm very excited about that one, too, because Insidious. Insidious yeah, she's scary. It's a hard name. Yeah, I like the movie. Uh, she's really scary, uh, but she's a great wrestler. Uh, have you wrestled so, her before? Or you I, just I watched, have not. Watch 
film on her and I, I've, I've watched her her work and I was with her in the previous show we actually roommates uh, okay. because I was not competing against her at the time so we were roommates I got to learn a lot about her uh, Ooh, so you, you know. got some insight so you can whoop yeah. that ass yeah uh, I think we're, it's, it's gonna be a fair match like it's like you know she's very fair and everything so it's like uh, I don't think she's going in there with intentions to cheat you know I think she right take out the best of me and I want to take out the best of her. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I watched her uh, since we were on the same show last time, I watched her matches and stuff like that. And just her, her persona and her character, I think she's uh, underrated. I think uh, big companies need to take a look at her because she's. So I right? heard they're picking you up in a limo. Yeah, they're picking us up Bad in a limo. Bad and bougie. Bad and bougie. Minnesota's rapping. So uh, have you been up here before with this company? Yeah, uh, I was okay. up there way before COVID. I'm trying to think of the date, uh, but I'm not sure. But I've only been up there with them once. First time it was a three-on-three elimination-style tag. So it was us uh, three girls uh, versus three guys, and the girls won. Duh. Yeah. Uh, but then they put a title on the line, and then, like, I had to fucking... Mm. Sorry. Oh, sorry. We, we get one. Got it out. Okay. So <laughs> I had to. It was me and my three partners, and then they just popped out that it was for like an intergender title. So I looked at my partner, and we were the only two left. So I kicked her, and I tried to finish her off, but she finished me off first, and she won the title. So good, good for her. Notorious, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so where in Minneapolis is this? In Minneapolis, or just the Twin Cities area? Mini, I think it's in. How how far from it's the Minnesota, airport? Minneapolis, yeah. How far? Yeah. How far from the airport? I, I don't know that. I would. Um, if it's like downtown, here, yes. Twenty minutes out, I probably. No, it's a different venue. I've oh, it's never, a different I've never venue. Been, yeah. Do you know the name of the venue? No. You know the uh, name of. The I should have looked. I'll look it up. Let me give you the deets because. Yeah. That, yeah. So don't kill way, me, dog. No, that way you can promote it. Of course. That way we can get some people to go yeah. if it's not sold out yet. Yeah, because we'll definitely have some Minnesota people watching right now. Absolutely. The other thing is I want to know, because I didn't even know this was happening, and I've got nothing going on this weekend. Yes, we should come. Like, okay, so um, I know Dual Citizen, Dual Citizen Brewing Company is a sponsor. Uh, they might That might be where the show's at. Let me get you the flyer so I can. Yeah, let's go to the flyer. But, yeah, um, and then I'm wrestling. Yeah, you got a big one coming up. Yes, it's at the Dual Citizen Brewing Company, 725 Raymond Avenue, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55114. Masks are required and social distancing, but they still have tickets, so you guys can go go to. What's the brewery called again? The brewery, Dual Citizen Brewing Company. Nice. I don't know if, if that John Russell, who uh, is watching still, my boy JR, we do our Tuesday night show. If you're still watching, you text me when I'm done with this and let me know if you're around and we're going. Yeah. If not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab a couple tickets. I'll be I'll be there for sure on Saturday. Nice. I need to get out of the house. It's yeah. been too long. Uh, I was actually excited because I'm going to a show in two weeks uh, around here, and I was pumped for that. But now that I know this is happening, I'm like, yes couple weeks of energy yeah, i mean i think it's so good that as long as everyone abides by the rules yeah. people need to get out and like because i mean they're really big on enforcing it so they're doing it so that everyone can enjoy resting so they're gonna be like at our merch table we have masks for us hand sanitizer gloves so that's gonna be great 
but awesome. it, it's like it's like everyone's been so depressed everyone's been so just confined and you know for for everyone just to be able to get out not even just the wrestlers the fans you know the people that set up the ring just everybody when you look into their eyes i remember doing the first atomic show mm. and everybody was just so it, amped, amped yeah. and like just feeling just a, that little bit of being normal again i think means the world and it keeps you from going madman or it keeps you sane like if i didn't have these shows like it'd be depressing so i'm grateful that there's people not everyone wants to open up right now but the ones that are opening up whenever they ask me like you know i make it my my priority to go because it's not only for me but for the fans like it's been tough yeah it definitely has been like i said i haven't been doing anything uh since basically being sent home from work in march and being told i'm working from home this is where i've lived so this will be my first venture out now so i'm very excited so and it'll be great to actually physically be like in front of you and be like hi yeah hello uh so that'll be a good time too so i yeah i'll definitely be up there this weekend now that i know that's happening wes let's get back into what you were about to say though because you have a big match on the same show for tomorrow with atomic and that's uh you and shannon moore garrett bischoff Special guest ref. Will there be foolery? Will there not be? Yeah, for the heavyweight championship. Yeah, for the title. Tie me up somewhere to stop me from (laughs) going ringside. Um, No kidding. Garrett, don't do anything crazy. She's going to get you to do. Tomorrow's going to be crazy. We're going to. He's scared. It's going to be one of the toughest battles I think I'm going to have to face. And uh, you guys are. We're friends. We're friends, but not no more. I mean, like, yeah, Shannon. That was just disrespectful, and some of the comments and promos he's done has been disrespectful, and just him outright taking. He should have been a man about it. Like he was so sneaky about it. Yeah, like, like, I mean, I would have gave him a title shot any day of the week, and I'm the type of guy that like, I. I'll give anybody a chance, you know, like I, I'm not scared to wrestle anybody. So I would have gave him a title shot. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to go out of his way and be so sneaky and conniving and just evil. Yeah. But I guess some people are like that, you know, cause I would have gave him an open challenge anytime, anywhere, you know, I've been, I put the title up anytime cause we were boys, but now we're no longer friends now. enemies and i would never want to say that upon any man that i was friends with but now keep your friends close and your enemies closer that's why i want to come out ringside because i don't trust gary either yeah i agree i agree if i was there i'd be i'd be sitting there ready to go be pulling someone's leg if they get involved like ah uh but no man it's gonna be a good match i know you're gonna come out on top you're gonna give it your all so that's that's what matters. But yeah, that's a stack show, by the way. Uh, anybody watching? It's sold out show now. Yeah, well. okay. It's been sold out for, for a while. I for think like, like a week. A week. Yeah. So big shout out to everybody down in Florida, down in that Orlando area, Cocoa area that's going to the Atomic shows. Uh, and big shout out to Atomic for. Hey, Atomic is killing the game right now. You guys uh, are just killing it. I, I see East Creek. Uh, Steph has a match on tonight. If you go to Atomics. Go to their YouTube page. Oh, yeah. Atomics YouTube TV. Yeah. I've yeah. been watching. It's awesome. Go to their page tonight, and uh, Red Velvet has a great match. Where yeah. She whoops them. 
<laughs> it was uh, uh, me against LaBrava, and she gave me a heck of a fight. So I have to, I'm not going to be a grouch. You know, I won it, uh, but she gave me a fight. So big ups to her. She's very talented. That's another one. Wait till you, you see this clothesline that she does in the corner. It was a running knee in the corner. running knee in the corner. She was out of the ring. Dude, I, it was, Take I came in, like, I didn't expect, um, maybe I didn't notice, like, that, like, the, the ropes are, like, shorter in that uh, ring. So I ran full force at her with a running knee. And when I kicked her in the face, I came with so much force. I actually front flipped up and over the ropes <laughs> and out of the ring. The and I landed on my feet. So crazy. I was like, crazy. And it was like, what? what? That's oh. insane. That's yeah. just all you hear after that is that. Da, da, da. Yes, I wish I wish I could do that for every show, but those are the things that like just happen unexpectedly. Yeah. I literally like it's just a running knee, but I came with so much force that like if I can land it every time, that'd be dope. But I don't think so. I think that's it was amazing. Cool. I'm gonna watch that when we get off this tonight, so that's gonna be awesome. Uh, and again, it's a huge show, so everybody check it out. I'm sure they'll make some stuff for their YouTube out of the show tomorrow night. Since you can't go, too bad they don't stream it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, because I would be watching then. Uh, and then yeah. Saturday night, Minneapolis, Minnesota, or St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, uh, check out Red Velvet at that show as well. Sorry that I don't remember the name of the pro show. What is it? Kickstart My Heart Wrestling. Kickstart My Heart. Motley Crew style going down Saturday. And I'm going to come up and check that show out. I cannot wait. I'm going to buy tickets tonight. Uh, oh, Nick, our boy Nick uh, apparently had COVID and beat it. So awesome for beating it, man. I hope you're taking care. I wanted to throw this one up too, just so Wes, you can see it as well. Um, Nick and Chris, they're our boys, man. Uh, but Nick Nick also wrote a nice little note for us. Uh, and guys, we really do appreciate everyone that comes on to our shows and watches and listens and downloads. A big shout out to VOC Nation, the only place you can get the audio version of our show. Uh, so shout out to them, VOC Nation, uh, Radio Nation. But yeah, man, I mean, first of all, I'm just uh, hanging out and, and hanging out with Wes. So, but Wes has always been great with his fans. That's, that's well known. Um, but man, we just appreciate everybody hanging out with us. So uh, if you can, if it's not too much to ask, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Very cool things going on. More cool things coming. We got surfing, wrestling, fishing, cooking, which has been my favorite so far. There's even a vlog from my trip there a year ago. Uh, and there's going to be a lot more stuff coming on to that. So again, please subscribe, please share it with everybody. Uh, we just we appreciate the love. We want to keep hanging out with everybody and just giving you guys some some fun stuff to hang out with. So yeah, uh, even um for the fans, we're gonna do a little something. Uh, we're gonna shoot uh like our day on the day of the show, just so you guys can see like what we go through. Like you know, we, fans always want to get a little more insight on on just not you in and out of the ring. So we're gonna be doing that. Sometimes I told them I wanna do us cooking he's the cook yes. I, i'm the baker yeah but she helps i help i do the dishes so at least no no like she helps in other ways like because our kitchen's small right now and i like doing a hundred things so i'll ask right. her to like cut something or hand me something or like because like she'll she knows like i'm like constantly yeah like, he's the cook i give it what to did him. i make i made her lobster lobster pasta, pasta what yesterday so amazing and it's funny because i'm not a steak person so like when i looked over he had this huge is that a t-bone yes it was a right. huge t-bone steak and i'm not like a fan of steak she hates steak hate is hates. a big word i'm not the oh, biggest no, hates, like yeah. you know she just 
I don't really do steak. I do more like grilled chicken and like a lot of seafood. So yesterday, like we were eating and I was like eating the lobster. And then like I looked over and the steak looked really good. So I'm like, (laughs) I put like my fork in it and like I had some and then it was really good. So like I must have ate almost like half of it. So I thought it was funny because like I never intended for that to happen, but it was great. He cooked it well. He's definitely like the cook in the family. He can't touch me with desserts because I'm a baker. I made a bomb. And she's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I made a bomb uh, funfetti cake for my sister for her 30th birthday. She didn't want red velvet. And sometimes, like like I said, when I'm home, I want to be normal. So I made her a funfetti cake. And that's something I'm also going to put on my YouTube page, A Day in the Life of Red Velvet, because I was back home uh, taking care of my family when they had COVID. So I did a whole thing of, like, what my day is like that day. And we came up with like, I got my sister a bounce house because she can have a birthday party, a birthday party, like she's so little, she's 30, but you know, we couldn't really do anything with our friends. So I like rented her a bounce house and that's all going to be in the video and stuff like that. So that's awesome. And we'll definitely share all that when you get that up there, everybody go, go find uh, red velvet's YouTube channel, subscribe to that one as out. Subscribe to to you guys. Yes. Tina, thanks for hanging out. Mr. JR, I hope you're saying looking forward to it, meaning you're coming with me on Saturday. He's already yeah. up in the Twin Cities, so I'll, I'll pick you up. Uh, Nick, oh, look, he said he lost 30 pounds in three weeks. Ready for uh, open yeah, challenge? Ready for the open challenge. I, you know, this is usually when we end, but let's end on that note. Uh, what's up, Cody? Uh, mm. You're looking for people. I, I think you're just afraid you're going to lose. But uh, Mr. Briscoe needs to come through AW. Yeah. So. Yeah, Just we need throwing that. it out there. I don't know if you want to say anything, Wes, but I'm putting it out there for the fans. Like, uh, they've been really big on listening to what the fans want. So, uh, which you know, last night he had his match with a uh, warhorse, and that was um, really big on Twitter. So they're obviously listening. Don't think that they're not listening. So if you guys want uh, Wes out there, put it out there on Twitter, social media, tag Tony, tag all of them. You guys have a voice. So. Uh, Whatever you want to see, whether it's me, him, or AW, like, say it. And, yeah, I think um, Cody, you I mean, totally need to put him on your open channel. I mean, Cody, if you want to actually wrestle a real man, I mean, someone that's actually your height, someone that's maybe actually maybe bigger or maybe a little bit stronger. And, yeah, you got some amateur wrestling background. But don't forget, I got amateur wrestling background. And don't forget, our dads wrestled with each other. Our dads were tag team partners with each other. We have a long, long history. And don't deny that. And don't throw that away. That's right. Yeah. I mean, in a world that we're in now, I think we need some more of that old school rivalry continuing. And uh, yeah, I think, Cody, you definitely need to give Mr. Briscoe a shot. Everybody watching, listening, and hears this, get on Twitter, get on Facebook, get on YouTube, anything and everything. Just Wes needs the shot. I don't even know. Hashtag Wes. Yeah, Wes. And then you guys have to tag the owners. You got to tag Cody. Mm -hmm. They're never going to see it. They got like, they have thousands of followers. So if you want your voice heard, you got to put Wes versus Cody. And you got to tag Cody. You got to tag Tony and make it happen. It can happen. You guys are the fans. Call it. That's right. Yeah, man. That's right. We're going to get that thing going. We're going to get you that shot. But 
I got to say, I've had a horrible week <laughs> leading into today. It's been just a rough week overall in just life. So this has been nothing but a, a great time to get my mind off other things. So I have to thank you, Wes, you, Miss Red Velvet, uh, for just hanging out with me tonight. You're my brother. What are you talking about? I, I know, but I just I feel I need to say, like, I really needed this. Tonight. This is our date yeah, night, really and I brought, I, I, brought, I brought my wifey up in here. That's right. So, again, I'm going to see you on Saturday, uh, Red Velvet. Cool. And, uh, for, well, for you and your friend there. So I'll, I'll get Yeah, and I, it might just be me. I I totally forgot. He commented. I'm not going to put it up, but he's having surgery on Friday. So he won't be able to come. Yeah, yeah. He's getting some stuff done on his back. But uh, he'll be back. Um, but, yeah, I will be up there. And good luck to both of you tomorrow night. Big show going on there. So, yeah, man. And, Wes, we'll be back. Uh we're going to have to make up our anniversary show because we had some pretty high hopes for that one. And then with my surgery and everything and just going on, it just we kind of didn't get to do what we had initially were hoping to do and make a big deal out of it. So we'll do that just a little bit later. Yeah. That sound right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, man. It's And I have to say as we leave, it is weird that we had no Hall of Fame this year. It was just really weird knowing that that would have been this last weekend. And- uh, Red was uh, was, was going to be. Oh, were you gonna? Oh my gosh, you would have loved it. It's such yeah. a great weekend. Um, but yeah, it's just really weird having there, and that just such a big hit, big hit for that weekend to not happen. Uh, losing Zach from Shotgun Wrestling, who's uh, they're a big part of that weekend too. That's been a big, big one this year. So it was rough to not be able to go and have our pay our respects to him together. So mm. yeah, but next year it's going to be bigger, better. And just amazing. So we'll, we'll all be there then. But yeah, man, you guys uh, have a good night. I didn't mean to, to jump on you, but yeah, have a good night, guys. And again, good luck tomorrow. And we'll be back hopefully next week with our next episode of the Briscoe and Big A show. Yeah. Yep. Love you guys. Peace. Thank you for Love, watching. Happiness. Thanks for having us. This is Lance Storm. And if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation.
Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.